Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. Rage. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level three, this is Sports Rage. The big year. Cohen will step up and in. All right, still a few things we didn't get to uh, here. I wanted to get to uh, Laser Gate. We'll get to that a little bit uh, later on. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Leaf fans are crying because uh, one of their players got touched uh, and they want a suspension because they're nut jobs. All right, just uh, go to Tim Hortons and, uh, you know, chill out. All right. Nobody cares. Chill out. You're going to lose anyways in the first round. Leafs are going down. And another thing, oh, Colorado Avalanche. I saw something. Oh, Colorado Avalanche, one of the quickest teams to get to 100 points. Hey, who cares? They give you a point for showing up. They give you a participation point in the NHL now. Win something. Win something. And even though I did have money on the Bruins tonight, I am enjoying seeing these Bruin fans panic. See, I don't like anybody. Leaf fans are annoying. Bruin fans are annoying. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. All right, we talked about the Lakers allowed 82 points in the first half, but I want to get to the NBA standing. So, like, as far as the playoffs are concerned, because it is getting interesting right now. And the Eastern Conference is whacked. All right, the Eastern Conference is whacked. Uh, to be honest, like, we talked about this last night with Keith Smith. There's no really, like, it's not necessarily being, it's not necessarily better to be a higher seed. That's what I'm getting at here. It all depends on who you play. Right, it's one of those sort of, you know what I mean? Like it's it's moving every night. There's a half game separates Miami, Milwaukee, a half game separates Milwaukee and Boston, and a half game separates Boston and Philadelphia. So one through four, anything can happen. Like before the season's done here, I think Milwaukee are going to dial it up a notch and end up as the one seed. I think Milwaukee care enough that they'll, you know what I mean? It's time, their time of the year now. I think they'll, they'll they'll dial it up a notch. So I'm just saying, this stuff changes. But if the playoffs started today, all right, one through six, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, Toronto. Then we've got the play-in tournament, seven, eight, nine, ten. If you're unaware of the play-in tournament and how it works, there's only once last year. I don't hold it against you. It is. It's confusing at first, but it is and it isn't. It's like what? They're playing here and why? What? And it's like one of those deals. But then after, you're like, hey, you know, it's actually it makes sense. So what they do is um, seven plays eight and nine plays ten. So right away you think, well, why wouldn't seven play ten? You know what I mean? But no. So seven plays the seven plays team plays the eight plays team. One game, winner is in the playoff. All right, winner is in the playoff. And then the 9 and 10 
uh, play. And the winner of that game then plays the loser of the 7-8 game to get in. You hear what I'm saying? So the winner of the first game becomes the seven seed. And it's kind of fair. So if you're a seven or eight and you lose that one game, you're not getting screwed over by a 10th place team. You get to play them. Remember, Memphis has pulled that off. So just for the record, playing teams have pulled it off, right? Um, the play-in tournament is interesting because you have the Brooklyn Nets in that thing. Uh, shout out to our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. The money here at 1090, up and down the coast, a 50,000 watt juggernaut, the loudest station in the nation. I am Renzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Sports Grid Radio Network, Series XM Channel 159. The big year at Cone will join us, who was a partner in crime in the old days. Uh, we were on Channel 186, and I think we were on Channel 98. Yeah, 186 and then 98 with the Big E, Eric Cohen, over the years. So uh, Cohen uh, Cohen now doing a great job with TSN, TSN Edge. He'll step up and in. We'll talk some hockey with Cohen. We'll talk some uh, Major League Baseball futures uh, with the Big E, Eric Cohen. All right, as far as the NBA is concerned right now, it's an ever-evolving picture, but as it is right now, Miami are the top seed in Eastern Conference. Milwaukee are in second place. Boston are in third place. Philadelphia, four. Chicago, five. Toronto, six. Play in. Play-in would be, if it started like now, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets would go head-to-head. The game would be in Cleveland, and uh, the winner would be the seventh seed in the playoffs. The loser would play the winner of Charlotte and Atlanta. So, in other words, listen, I think I literally, I besides Brooklyn and the play-in stuff, I don't think Cleveland could beat anybody in the East. I don't think Charlotte could beat anybody in the East, and I don't think Atlanta could beat anybody in the East. I think Brooklyn, though, can. I think Toronto can. I think Chicago, no. Philadelphia, sort of. Boston, Milwaukee, Miami. What I'm getting at is all these teams can beat each other. I don't think any of these teams can beat Milwaukee. So, it basically, like, put it this way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, would you rather be the five or the six seed? If you're the six seed, you play the Boston Celtics. If you're the five seed, you play the Milwaukee Bucks. You, you see what I'm saying as far as like getting being the higher seed isn't necessarily a good thing. Speaking of seeds right now, uh, the Lakers are officially suddenly not in the play-in, which I think Laker fans probably actually want at this point. But they're not in the play-in right now. Uh, they're actually tied, uh, but San Antonio is the tiebreaker. So San Antonio are now in 10th place. They would play the Pelicans in ninth place. The Minnesota Timberwolves play the Clippers. I think people want to see the Clippers and Lakers in the play-in. Um, just for the train wreck uh, <laughs> part of it. Clippers would beat them, too. This is Sports Rage, man. Your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The late night anger match for class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi Sirs XM Channel 159 on Monday or 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. Let's get the edge, the winning edge, TSN edge, the big E. Eric Cohen steps up at NTSN Edge, of course, a former colleague of ours right here on SiriusXM, Channel 98 at the time. Channel 98. I'm not sure what's on uh, 98 right now. We're 159 now, baby. 159. The big Eric Cohen. What's up, Cohen? Not much. How are you, Gabe? Uh, man, oh, man. This is uh, doesn't get much busier than this in the sports world. Uh, NHL coming to the playoffs, NBA playoffs coming up. Final four this weekend, baseball's on its way, NFL draft, the Masters, like, man, oh, man, it's a busy time. It's awesome. The only, you know, the only other great time is when when the NFL and college football season uh, start. You notice with the pandemic, though, everything just sort of merged together into, into one, but you're yeah. right. It's a great, great time of the year right now, and the NBA playoffs are around the corner, and the NHL playoffs right now, the battle continues for the teams trying to get in. And some teams kind of know they're in and kind of know who they're playing. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are, are one of these teams. So I get it. It's difficult to show up on a nightly basis. But I thought tonight was a statement game mm-hmm. uh, coming into this game. I personally thought the Boston Bruins were going to win this game tonight, uh, Cohen. You know, when push comes to shove type of game, I thought, you know what? Bo- and Boston have been red hot, as you know. Yeah. So you follow the Leafs on a nightly basis. Yeah. I'll put it this way. Even our boy, the raging redhead Cam Stewart, liked the Bruins, and it was eating them alive mm-hmm. watching Toronto score goal after goal after goal. What did you, who did you like before the game tonight, and how impressed were you with the Leafs? Never mind the late goals that made it seem closer right. than it was. Right. right. Uh, I didn't bet the game. And the reason I didn't bet the game was because I, I did think that Boston was probably going to win. I, I know a lot of my colleagues – uh, you know, when we talked to them on meetings, a lot of our hockey guys, they they love the Bruins. Uh, I didn't I didn't see a lot of Leafs love, and it's funny because generally when you when you play the Leafs, you gotta lay like 200, 300, 400 when they play crap teams. You don't often get the Leafs at plus 125, plus 130. Uh, but the Bruins, as you mentioned, I mean, they've won 14 of their last 17 games. They've lost one of their last 10 at home. They've been so good, so hot. Uh, Swayman's been incredible. The best goals against average in the last three months. Uh, you know, they, they finally were healthy with Pasternak and Marchand and Bergeron all there. So, yeah, it lined up well for the Bruins, and the Leafs uh, really stuck it to them. Good for the Leafs. It was a statement win. Uh, the Leafs, as you know, they have a tendency to play up to their competition. They did it against Florida on Sunday. They did it against Carolina earlier, now against uh, Boston. So the, the Leafs find a way to play really well against these elite teams, but yet when they play mediocre teams like, you know, Montreal Saturday nights, I mean, the Leafs had a bunch of shots on goal. Jake Allen probably stole that game, but, uh, you know, they've lost to Arizona a couple times. Uh, you know, they were, they were life and death to beat Seattle at home. So they've been crap against some pretty bottom feeding teams. So good to see the Leafs pick up their game, play really well. And you know what? The Bruins tried to push them around. That's the way, obviously a good team's going to try and beat the Leafs. The Bruins feel like they've got that, physical edge against Toronto, which they do. Uh, but they're they're you know they can be a stupid team like Brad Marchand is one of the most talented players in the league. But why is he chirping after the second period the way he is, costing himself a 10 minute misconduct? Like it's just being an idiot. 
And, you know, it, it cost it really cost the Bruins because they, they did score three later goals. Who knows what would have happened had, had Marchand not taken a dumb 10-minute misconduct penalty at the end of the second period. Well, I'll tell you what, you're, you're bang on there, Cohen, and you look – you look over the years, the Montreal Canadiens have had success with the Boston Bruins in the playoffs, right? And why? Kind of what you just said. Like, it's like, you know, the Bruins are idiots. Like, the Bruins are better than the Canadians are, but the Canadians will get under the Bruins' skin, and then the Bruins get more obsessed with trying to murder and just kill the Canadian players, even in the playoffs. And Boston, Boston are so good. They, you know, you want to play, they want to play with an aggressive edge, but you can take them out of their element. I think it's kind of smart, but, you know, the, the Leafs have been sort of locked in. So it's sort of like, all right, you pass Tampa, good for you. You still play Tampa. So let me ask you, would it actually be better if they were a wild card? Like you're the Leaf, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're the Leafs, would you rather play the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning? I guess that's the question. Uh, you know what? I, I think you'd rather play Florida because the the, the biggest difference is the goaltending. I and mean, you saw it tonight, Bobrovsky. And the, yeah, the, the biggest difference is one team's the two-time defending Stanley yeah. Cup champions, and the other one isn't. Yeah. Well, one team's got Andre Vasilevsky, and that team's the two-time defending champions, and the other team has Sergei Bobrovsky, who tonight, um, when when the Panthers were up four to one, and the Canadians gave up three goals before you had time to finish your beer. Uh, the guy, you know, he's got he's no proven track record at all uh, in the playoffs. He was, last year, uh, he was pulled. They were having to play Spencer Knight in the playoffs because Bobrovsky couldn't get the job done. And he played really well early in the year, but he has just fallen on hard times. I don't trust the Panthers in the playoffs because they don't play good enough defense and nope. you can't win just high-scoring games. Like, their games are always like 5-4 every night. 6-4, 5-4, 6-3. You can't win like that in the playoffs. Florida's got three lines that can score. They've got so much offensive talent. I mean, you know, Barkov, Huberdo, and then, you know, you, Reinhardt, and and uh, there's so many guys that acquired Giroud at the deadline. They literally, like, they're, they're probably the most balanced three-line team um, offensively. But, no, you cannot win like that in the playoffs without getting good goaltending, without having a good defensive core. Uh, obviously, I worry about the exact same thing from a Maple Leaf perspective, right? Because they don't have those things right now either. So I guess the Leafs and Panthers have the same issue, right? So much offensive firepower, but can you trust their their core six? Uh, the Leafs lost two defensemen tonight. Hopefully nothing serious for Labushkin or or uh, Hall, but uh, you know, well, I hope Labushkin's okay after he was he was uh, assaulted in the fashion that he was. I don't know, he might be out for a long time. Listen, I don't want to make light of it, but yeah, I don't want to make light of it in case he really is hurt or something. Right. But you know, listen, that's how the Bertuzzi stuff happened because right. I, I don't think Bertuzzi was kind of a freak thing. He punched him in the side of the head, but this wasn't even a punch. Yeah, this was just sort of a hey, hey, you know what I mean? And swung and like he got grazed. He goes down. Oh, he's out for the rest of the game. I see Leaf Nation on Twitter flipping out. Oh, he's got to be suspended. He should he be suspended? Suspended? Like you know what I mean? Like all right, two minutes for roughing. And even then, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I probably would have called anything. Not to mention, Hall did get smoked right before, right? Well, yeah, Labushkin's hit on Hall wasn't. I didn't think it was. Yeah, it wasn't legal. No, I, <laughs> it should have been a penalty. There was a reason why Taylor Hall was pissed off, uh, right? When yeah, he went. I hate if somebody gets hit legally and everyone gets mad and they want to fight, right? Yeah. I hate that. But you're right. Like Hall had a reason to be pissed. He got yeah. like ran into the boards. He did. And he gets up and he's like, "Hey, hey." 
like that was nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the league, nothing's going to happen with the league. It's just, I got to tell you, the Leaf fans, man, they're insane. Oh, this is an outrage. <laughs> Uh, I saw uh, Tim and friends get a Twitter up. Oh, I said, what, how long has such a suspension be? <laughs> suspension? Like two minutes for roughing. You saw my tweet. I'm like, two minutes yeah. for roughing. All right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was like the uh, the Chara hit on, uh, who was the player that he did with? It was a Pacioretty when he turnbuckled him in Montreal. And I think Canadians fans wanted Chara like in jail with the key thrown away to never get out. Yeah, that, that was... Um... Someone on Montreal though didn't. Someone ran someone into the into the post near the bench. If you remember, was that the one? Yeah, you know what? Though I'm thinking of another one when Shara actually like killed Patrice Breezeball. I'm kidding because he he did a lot of damage over the years. So yeah, it was another one. Yeah, so it was Chara that yeah he smoked Patrice. You're right. That went into the board, right into the 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 the, the bar by uh, yeah by the board. But years earlier. It might have been Kovalev, the Russian dude. Right. Chara, like, murdered somebody, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. and the Canadians didn't do anything about it after. I think Breezeball was the only one that tried, but what are you going to do? Chara, Chara was a mountain of a man, a tower. All right, more with the big year. Let's get into some Major League Baseball futures. The late-night anger management class. This is Fortress. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arendzi. Let's do this thing on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, I'm on your 1090, ESPN Radio. Shout out to our Radio affiliates. So, uh, Cohen, Cohen's a, uh, a Buffalo Bill fan and a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, which leads yep. to a lot of mystery. Like, I'm a Bills fan, and just that alone is, like, enough to be an alcoholic. I know you're thrilled that the taxpayers are paying for that new stadium, huh? Yeah, well, it's not me, so I don't know. It's, 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 good. <laughs> good, 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 good for them. I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking, like, you know, the Pagula's got $6 billion. I just like the... I just like they said, yeah, but it'll be built for Buffalo. I'm like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> like, yeah, was it built for Detroit? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, my whole deal is like Orchard Park again. Like, really, is that really the best spot for it? But it's so political there, right? Yeah. And there's just it's, it's such an insider type of uh, insider deal. But so I was going to say, the Bills, whatever. There's nothing about misery with the Bills. The Bills are favorites. And now the Leafs aren't favorites, and you know it's not going to end well for your Leafs. You know down deep inside it's not going to end well. Or do you? Is this the year? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I believe they're flawed. So, you know, generally flawed teams don't win the Stanley Cup. So I, I hope so. But I'm going to soften the blow for you. It's not happening. Right. Right. Like, uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's not happening. I hope If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not like, oh, I, I don't not want to win. 
Listen, I didn't think the Bills were winning, right? Even when they lost to the Chiefs, I was like, yeah, whatever. They weren't going to yeah, win. I thought, see, I thought the Bills were winning. That's the difference. I did believe Buffalo was good enough to win the Super Bowl. I thought they were the best team in this the This is the year. But you know what sucks? This is the year. Now everybody else got really good and right. better. That's why these windows aren't open forever. That's right. So, so the Bills are actually Super Bowl favorites despite everything that's gone on. But I wanted to ask you the Toronto Blue Jays now. So yeah. you look at the Blue Jays. Man, they're trendy. Like their win totals even gone up. It was 91 and a half. It's 92 and a half. People are betting the overs. A lot of mainstream media outlets everywhere believe the Blue Jays are the team to beat uh, in this division. And so do I. So do I. I think this is the Blue Jays' year. I don't believe it's the Leafs' year, but I do believe the Toronto Blue Jays will win that division. And I think they can win the American League and go to the World Series. Yeah, I think what sets the what sets the Blue Jays apart from the rest of the division. I mean, listen, the the, the other the other teams of the division, Boston, Tampa, New York, they can all score runs. Even Baltimore can score runs. Uh, the difference is the Blue Jays are the only team that has a one through five solid rotation. Uh, if if Barrios, if Manoa. If Gossman, uh, if Ryu, and if Kikuchi all pitch to their abilities, Ryu's going to bounce back. He didn't pitch well last year. But if those five guys pitch the way they pitched. It's you a know, solid five. All five. Then, then you know, there's not another team that can really, that has a comparable rotation in the American League East. You look outside of the American League, you know, the Mets got a really good rotation over in the National League. But there's no other AL East team that's got that. I mean, you know. How the do you Red- combine the bats that they have? But let me ask you. Because the thing is, and I'm high on the Jays, but 92 and a half is a lot of wins. Yeah. Right? You need a clean ride. It's a lot of wins. The division is competitive. I think the Jays could win a division, but whatever. The Yankees are good. You know what I mean, the Red Sox are good. Uh, we know the Rays. I don't know how the Rays do it every year, but the Rays are good. And Baltimore blow. All right? Yeah. So we know that. But I'm just saying, I personally think, and I played some win totals, but I personally think it's a better bet to play the Jays at the plus money code to win the division and to play the win total. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did both weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Much better numbers weeks ago. I got the Jays at plus 250 to win the division before the Chapman uh, trade. I got the Jays over 91 wins. As you mentioned, it's 92. Yeah. Uh, the World Series odds as well have, uh, have plummeted. So, and so you're with- all in. You took them division, win total, World Series, everything. I believe this is their year because I thought last year they were the best team in the division, uh, and they had a lot of bad luck. I mean, their run differential last year was insane. Uh, it was like over 100 runs better than the Red Sox and and and, uh, and Yankees, who both made the playoffs. The Mariners had a minus, like, 50 runs. The Jays had a like, plus 220 better than the Mariners, and they won one more game than Seattle. It, it just tells you the Jays were really unlucky last year. Um, you know, they, they obviously, three playing in three locations. Yeah, they, not to mention, they didn't of- have home field until, until August. Yeah. They had no home. They, 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 and even when they had home field, they could only put 15,000 people in there until September. So, they still had a good record, though, at home. When they, when they went back, they was it, it, the place is going to be rocking this year. Yeah, you're right. I remember the number. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, hey, Cohen, what is, you got a big number. <laughs> but you did. I remember it plummeted. Yeah. It was plus 250, and then boom. Uh, and then suddenly now it's settled in. So I'm seeing plus 175 right now, Jays. Yankees plus 230. Rays plus 240. Boston Red Sox six to one and uh, Baltimore two hundred <laughs> to one. Um, so I'd like to the guys. Like I said, my my opinion is I think, and I don't have a problem playing them both, but I just prefer playing the plus money at plus one seventy five to win the division. So if they win ninety games and they beat the crap out of each other in the division and they win the division, I still win the bet. Yeah. What um, what other win totals have you looked at, uh, Cohen? I know you've broken them down for TSN Edge. What have uh, what's caught your eye? 
Yeah, Seattle's one that's caught my eye. I mentioned them earlier. I like them. It's it's weird because they won Seattle won 90 games last year, and yet their win total is 83 and a half this year. And they got better. They they signed Robbie Ray. They brought in other pieces, and the division got worse because Oakland, who was a competitive team last year, is now rebuilding. So that's you know Seattle should beat up on you know the other teams in that division. The only other decent team, well, Houston's you know really good, and the Angels are mediocre, and then you got you know. The Rangers spent some money, the but Rangers they're not going to be great. They're, not, they're just going to score some runs. Yeah. They're so not, I'm down with Seattle. Look, like you said, they won 90 games last year. They signed Robbie Ray. So they bring in Robbie Ray, and he's looked good in in, in spring training here. So Robbie Ray, is, they bring in Robbie Ray. Um, they bring in the guys from the Reds. Winker, so they got yeah. Adam Fraser. They got Winker. They yeah. got uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm expecting bigger things from Kelnick. Yeah, and they got a phenom that's ready to step up and in as well. Yeah. The rotation is a little dicey. I get it, but so pretty much everybody's is right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The exactly. thing is, going as you mentioned, they won a lot of close games last year. They did, and you know, you notice sometimes teams will, you know, it's like, oh, this team always wins one-run games. Yeah, the next year they'll always lose those one-run that's games. Right. That's right. Right. So, but they are better. Their younger players are better. Yeah. They have the longest drought, not making the playoffs in any pro sport. I think they're a play on team. I agree with you. I'm playing it as well. I already played it. So uh, what else you got? Yeah, obviously for them, Seager retired, bit of a loss, but they'll be fine. Uh, I like another team. I like the over the Tigers. A little surprised. It's only 77 and a half. Uh, again, same sort of think thought process. They went out and spent money. They brought in Javier Baez. They brought in Erod from Boston. So their pitching will be better. Uh, I, I think. I think the, you know, Scope Grossman, really good players. Um, I, I really like AJ Hinch. I, I mean, I think he got a raw deal in Houston where he was the fall guy, um, and every all the players got off scot free. He's a great manager. Uh, he's going to get a lot out of that team. Uh, last year they were 37 and 34 in the second half of the year, so they got better. And in the division again, like who's in their division? The White Sox are good. The Twins are mediocre. The Indians are rebuilding, and the Royals are rebuilding. So they should Guardians. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's going to take me a while to remember the Guardians, not the Indians. Yeah, I started calling the Guardians last year to get a head start. People thought I was crazy. As soon as they announced, I was like, as soon as I knew the name, I started calling the Guardians. I said, you'll see. And I won't screw up next year. But I hear what you say. I actually bet Cleveland under yeah. uh, 76 and a half. Listen, their payroll is $37 million. They've got some good pitchers who Be- might get hurt, Be- uh, yeah, who they might trade, who might get yeah. hurt. You know they're going to trade Ramirez as as the season goes on. They they're rebuilding. They don't want to win. They're rebuilding right now. And you know if a team is going to spend thirty seven million dollars, they're not going to only be four games under five hundred. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to be a good team. But earlier, Gabe, I feel bad. Their owner's really poor, right? Like he's eating at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, you saw I tweeted that out. That's why I yeah. tweeted that stuff out. I was talking yeah. about the other night, like about money and stuff. We were talking about Cohen, uh, the 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 owner of the Mets. Yeah. And are you related? Because you'd be a good guy to be related to. <laughs> if I was if I was related, I wouldn't be living here. I'd be living in Vegas, right? You'd be working for the Mets right now. Yeah, you'd be working for the Mets and like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah guy, because I, I was telling people, I don't think people realize how rich he is. Oh, like, yeah. He saw fourteen billion dollars. Yeah, he's and he's rich. just one guy, Cohen. So the second richest entity in baseball are actually the Blue Jays. Yeah, Roger. Eight billion dollars. They're kind of an eight billion dollar corporation. Yeah. He's got a hedge fund. He's like the head of it. He's one guy. So, you know, the Mets are going to be a dangerous team moving forward. But you're right. The Dolans, people always blame Jay Dolan in New York, right? Yeah. The Knicks and the Rangers. But they're a family. There's a bunch of them. 
and like his brother or something owns the like the James has nothing to do with it, right? So there's another Dolan, but they are related that owns the Cleveland team, and he's worth four and a half billion dollars on his own right. And their payroll going to Dodgers are paying Trevor Bauer forty mil not to pitch. To go away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have freaky sex somewhere else, not here. <laughs> If only so someone would pay me $40 million because I was into freaky sex. I mean, man. Oh, yeah. what, a, what a gig he got. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting paid. He made $82 million not to pitch. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But nevertheless, so that's, we got about a minute left here. What other teams, what other bets did you put in for the futures? Yeah, I mentioned the Tigers. Uh, and I like, uh, you know what? I like Boston over, but the problem is, I, you know, the pitching is an issue, right? Because sales hurt now. Um, I thought Sale was going to be healthy. He just got a freak rib injury. So really, Boston, you know, I'll tell you this: Boston's a team, Gabe. Uh, until they adjust, I'd be betting every Boston over. That team's going to score six, seven runs a game. They're going to give up five, six runs a game because they just don't have the pitching. But their but their lineup is is like Toronto's. That's lethal. So Boston will be an over team as far as game totals all the time. What, there was one other one, uh, an under. I, I, I agree with you with Cleveland. I think Oakland under, but the problem is you've lost out on the good number with Oakland now that they're, like, selling off everybody. Yeah, it was actually had, 76, 77 at one point. That's uh, 71 yeah. and a half now. Yeah, you had to get the Oakland number a while ago. It's gone. The value's gone with it. So, those, that, those are, I mean, that's quite a few things. But yeah, I, I'm yeah. so, the big E. Eric Cohen. Good, great stuff, Cohen. Great catching up with you. Thanks a lot uh, for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, you as well, Gabe. Enjoy the uh, baseball season. We're almost there. The late night anger match for Fox continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Oh, yeah. Quickest 180 minutes of Sports Talk Radio continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pips, the pirates, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. All right, we, we talked about this uh, on Twitter earlier. We got to it on Game Time Decisions. We didn't get to it uh, tonight uh, at all. And it still blows my mind uh, that a World Cup berth is at stake. And uh, basically, it was a Ronnie James Dio concert on Mosala's face. All right? You're the last in line. Yeah. You're the last in. You're the last in. Anybody that saw the last in line tour knows what I'm talking about. It was a laser fest, all right? And I'm serious. It was like the electric like orchestra was performing on Mosala's face in Senegal. 
And I understand, oh, you're in Senegal. It doesn't mean that they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want to do in the stands. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like I, I, listen, you, you can't, you're going to have 80,000 people in the stadium. There's a World Cup. I get it. I get it. The home field counts. I get it. <laughs> Take handle your business at home in soccer. Uh, that's why I don't bet this stuff, man. All right, I'll bet on soccer. Hell, you guys see, I bet on the Nepalese, like, girls under, you know, 17 the league and stuff. I bet on everything. I don't even bet on African nation soccer, international soccer. Number one, it's fixed, all right? And I'm not a big guy that soccer's fixed and stuff and everything's fixed, but they, they do fix games there. It's fixed. There's always something. There's always a controversy. They don't pay the players, and then oh, the players aren't trying, or they're getting paid from someone else. There's always something. All right. But look at look at look at it a couple of weeks ago in the African Cup. They tried to stop the game in the 87th minute. He did stop the game. The ref just said game's over. Oh, 90. It was like, dude, there's still like seven minutes left. Right? No, no, no. And then it was like Morocco. Oh no, they already went to the room. They already showered. It's over. <laughs> it, it, like, I, I get this that it happens in, like, the African Nations Cup or something. I get it. But when you go to trip to, like, when you go to trip to, like, to, to the World Cup at line, there's got to be some sort of decorum here. All right? You know, you flash a laser, one, you got some jackass. Dude, there was literally hundreds of lasers pointing at him at once. Like, it was so much, it looked like he was getting beamed up. It wasn't like it was, like, what, it's a new Star Trek movie. It looked like a freaking rave. They looked like a bunch of glow sticks. And you know what? I don't know why he didn't take a step back. I would have said, whoa, 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 hey. Because then I guess he knows it would have made it worse. And in the stadium, who knows, maybe a riot would have started. The, the official standing there is a jackass. And he should have stepped up and said to the crowd, hey, listen, you got to stop pointing lasers at this guy's face right now before he takes the penalty kick, all right? You've already distracted him enough. And you'll notice he had to close his eyes. Rightfully so, he's going to get blinded. It's like George Costanza with that guy messing with him. Oh, you don't want those lasers in your face, Matthias. Put it this way. You, you are a soccer goal. You want people pointing lasers in your face at the biggest penalty kick of your life? No. Yeah. No. And people just uh, accept this. They're like, oh, oh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. It's a bunch of garbage. That's what it is. It's happened before, but you're right. This has to change, and I think they should be punished, you know. I think it's gotten to the point where they should play games somewhere else. If they can't control the fan atmosphere, if they can't control lasers, you know, at security checkpoints, then those types of matches should not be played in those types of places that, be, that can't be controlled. There's just too much on the line, like you said it. And I feel bad, you know, I feel more bad as the day actually went along that we're not going to be able to see Salah in the World Cup. You know, it's actually like it's a pleasure to watch him play. So the fact that we're not going to be able to watch him play, it's actually a loss for the fans. Well, they should have. As it is for him, obviously. They should have handled their business before this, right? Yeah, I get it. It's, it's a lot like the UFC when it's in the old days. The UFC officiating has been better. The judging has been better, actually. Not the official, but the judging. And, but it's one of those deals. Like, if it's close, man, you know, whatever, dude. I should have been better. Right? It's sort of like, you guys don't, you'll hear, if you notice with me, I don't complain about bad calls that much. Right? I don't, because basically there's going to be bad calls in games. Like, last night was a good example with the Raptors. 
Dude, it was 24-12, the fouls. Like, literally, it was 24-12 for the Celtics. Like, they were calling phantom calls and stuff on, on the Raptors, right? And it was frustrating, and the referee definitely had it in for Nick Nurse. But at the same point in time, I didn't bitch about it. People were like, well, what about the refs? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? The, the Raptors are the ones that are in a tied damn game. That's not the refs' fault, all right? The Celtics play well. That's why tonight Donovan Mitchell called timeout. Who cares? They're about to lose the game anyways. Like these little things. That's the whole thing with Chris Weber. With Chris Weber too. Michigan were losing. Not to mention he traveled earlier. Like the whole thing was a disaster. Like you can call timeout, travel, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, anyways, but as far as most Salah is concerned, that you know, it, this is the World Cup. This isn't. You know what I mean? It's a disgrace. It's it's a disgrace. Like, oh, 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 hey, we made it because we flashed lasers in his face. I don't think they care in Senegal. It is what it is. All is fair in love and war. But to me, it's disgraceful. The officials should have stepped up. Or honestly, at this point in time, they should have been told, listen, these jackasses are going to fire lasers. He should have busted off like some great like black glasses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, guys, and just put on like some sort of like welder type thing. Put on a welder shield. <laughs> That's, it would have been awesome. Put on like a welder's mask and just go up there and boot it. Boot. But he stood there and he's getting ambushed. I don't know. Like, and then not another thing. Like, you, you think you're about to get shot in a bunch of lasers? How do I know it's not like a sniper about to take me out? And I'm standing there, I got a million lasers in my face, and you can see he sort of closed his eyes to kind of think it's going to go away, and then he kicked the ball, and he drilled it over the net. Thing is, though, with the lasers, it's like he smoked it over the net. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you got to blame the lasers. Like, you don't see a player of his class, like, miss like that. Like, there's a difference between missing and getting a save, and there's another thing between drilling a ball 118 miles an hour over the crossbar. And not only, like, not even close over the crossbar. Like, it was actually, it was terrible. But, like, you know what I mean? I can't blame the guy. He had lasers in his face. I mean, we don't want to remind Italians about the Baggio kick. Baggio, no! Beckham actually had one of the worst ones ever. And if you recall, Beckham was such a dumbass... He actually blamed his shoe. But the thing is, dude, you were making a ton of money off Adidas at the time. So I don't know if you remember, Beckham for England, it was a massive kick. <laughs> and he put it he put it in like the 15th row, bro. Like he literally like shanked it. Like it was like a it was like if you would have punted it into the stands, he could have done a better job. <laughs> like there was he no must. Yeah, there was no steam on it. It was like a lob ball. Like he punted it to the fans. Like, hey guys, here's a ball at the end of the game. He punted a ball over the net into the stands. And after he said, Oh, my shoe fell apart as I was kicking. It's like, bro, like they give you like three hundred pounds a year, three hundred million pounds a year, man. Right? And say blame the shoe. Blame the shoe. Oh, my guitar sucked. That's why my solo sucked. All right, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that that was a disgrace. Uh, the only thing that was a bigger bigger disgrace than this, and I can't wait for Mick Aussie's take, this Kyrgios guy is a real piece of work, and he's not the only one. These tennis players are out of control. Listen, you're an effing tennis player. Shut the hell up, all right? 
Nobody cares about you, Kyrgios. The only reason you're famous is because you sabotaged Jeannie Bouchard's career by spilling water or whatever the hell you did in the locker room. And she wiped out. She was never the same since. You run your mouth all the time. The greatest thing you've ever accomplished is winning a stupid doubles thing that I won money on. Thank you very much. But, man, like, same thing with the other guy. You know, the other German guy. The German guy, like, smacking his... Yeah, I don't care what his name is. Um... The um, smacking his club near the the, the umpire. Uh, you got some other Russian guy the other day threatening to sue an umpire. He's like, "I'll sue you for ten million dollars. You're costing my career." It's like, dude, like you're a nobody tennis player, all right? Like, go and win six titles or something, and then bitch, all right? Like that's the whole thing. These guys bitch and whine, and it never stops. The men's I've never seen this in my life that the men's tennis tour. Are just a bunch of biggest tool bags. Like uh, in any sport, you make golfers seem like like Ironman athletes. You seem go- like golfers are like UFC guys next to you. Like you, you're the biggest prima donna whining. Just shut the hell up. Like it's it's beyond pathetic. Like you know the women just grind through and they they pick on uh, Osaka all the time. All these men, they don't say anything about the men. Like, it's so sexist, tennis, in the media. Like, seriously, the men are pulling stunts every day now. Every day. Chappell off there, yelling, you know what I mean? Yelling at the ump because he's choking and stuff. Yeah, it's the ump's fault, right? Like, you know, whatever, man. John McEnroe had a, you can't be serious. That's not like trying to smack him with a racket. Right? Dude, Djokovic smacked a tennis ball and hit a kid in the throat <laughs> before. Right? Oh, he got all mad smoked the ball. I don't know if you saw the Andy Roddick uh, video. It was great stuff. Did a video. He's funny on Twitter. Andy Roddick said, hey, listen. He said, all you tennis players out there, all you male tennis players, he said, uh, you got to learn something. And he goes, trust me. I used to get mad. And he showed him how to throw a racket. It was a great video. He was in his driveway. And he goes, this is how you throw a racket. And he throws the racket straight down in anger. And he goes, you don't throw it like this. And he whips it. Dude, he's like a mercenary. Andy Roddick threw a, 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 a tennis racket through the air, man, like like an Olympic archer into a tree. Bam! <laughs> like he threw it like an axe. Like he whipped it. And he goes, you don't whip your club because someone can get hurt. And then he goes, he goes, and he goes, don't be like Djokovic and hit a ball boy in the, in the throat with a tennis ball because he goes, it'll hurt, right? And he goes, if you're going to hit the ball, you hit it straight up in the air in anger. And then he goes, you don't do this. And then he whacks the ball, and he did it casually, man. <laughs> like, like, he didn't even try to smoke it. Like, he was like, don't do this. And he hit the ball hard, smoked it. Right into the tree from like far away. Uh, I was like, I don't know if it, you know, maybe it took him a few takes to pull it off. I don't even, I doubt it. Right? I think he probably did it on one take. Right? But he threw the racket into the tree and then he smoked the tennis ball. But you see, like, you think, oh, it's a tennis ball. Dude, Andy Roddick smokes a tennis ball at your face, like from 40 feet away. You're in a lot of trouble, bro. Right? And if it hits you in the Adam's apple and stuff, you're in even worse trouble. So, all you tennis players, John McEnroe's biggest stunt was you can't be serious. Yeah, you know I mean, like guys used to hit the net with their, you know what I mean? Like nowadays, you guys are nut jobs. And the thing is, like, you're nobodies. You're a bunch of nobodies, 
Oh, but I'm the number three player in the world. Yeah, because nobody's ever heard of you. Nobody cares. You ain't Roger Federer. You ain't Pete Sampras. You're not Bjorn Borg. You're not Yvonne Lendl. Come on, man. You're not Andre Agassi. Who are you? And the other guy, the best guy of them all, is a nutjob anti-vaxxer loser that forges papers to tries to cheat to get into countries. Bunch of psychopaths. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can't wait for this World Cup draw. Being not corrupt at all. <laughs> Man, we think the NCAA bracket's whacked. I like to know how they come up with this. I like to know, like, really like the World Cup. Like, that's some heavy, heavy, heavy hitters jockeying going on right there, man. Man, think about the money, like, and just the, the craziness. Like, uh, I can make a movie alone on it right now. Like, because, you know, honestly, I saw an interview with, like, the biggest match fixer ever. And um, guy out of uh, Singapore, part of that cartel. He did if he did a few random interviews and stuff after. He's he's supposedly out of the business now, so he did a few. He was on like a sixty minutes India or something like that. I saw, and he basically said he goes, ah, oh, he goes, you people are dumb. He goes, you people think that you know we're paying players off and stuff. He goes, that's that's impossible. He goes, that's just in the movies. He's like, he goes, you can do that. But he goes, he goes, the player will get caught. He goes, then we'll get caught. He goes, what good is that? Right? So he basically said, he goes, the real power is running the federations and making the decisions. <laughs> he goes, that's what we were more, he goes, we were more interested. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, he goes, you know, he goes, we could have effect on the draws of tournaments and who plays who about who plays who and about who makes the national teams and about playing time and stuff. And they were then shocked. They were like, you decided in some countries, like who was on the national team? He's like, yeah. And they basically said, he goes, yeah. He goes, basically we paid off the head of the federations. If you, you know, if you, let's add up the countries. They weren't paying off the head of Argentina. They weren't paying off the head of Canada. Like, you know what I mean? Who do you think they were paying off? Just say, <laughs> it's fascinating. We got to get that uh, guy on again. I am that guy for the thing. Other than that, you're on your own later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.